William Tausch. Begins now. And it begins with NBA basketball. Is that what we're doing here? You're getting itchy. You're I'm getting a little itchy. It's been an itchy kind of day. I'm very high V. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gnocchi. Scratch your itch. Go ahead, scratch Gnocchi. Uh, uh, Greg Hill being nicknamed Pancake. I never got an explanation as to why they call him Pancake. There is no good explanation. It's not like he was a lineman in high school and was pancaking people. or He doesn't even really love pancakes for breakfast. So I don't know. Sometimes just throw nicknames out and they stick. They didn't use any uh, butter or pan spray, and those pancakes stuck. That's what his nickname is. Did you think that was clever right there? I thought it was okay. okay. I thought it was okay. I wasn't expecting to hit a home run. I was just looking for a little Tony Gwynn single over the third baseman's head. Well, not not striking out, that's for sure. All right, so um, Jesse did a sports center across ESPN Madison and the video streams and brought up uh, the the Badgers loss at Michigan, which I had a bad oh, feeling about Oh, by the way, Jelly went and put a little thing on Twitter last night talking about how I was out in front of my skis. I still love this team. Guys, Yeah, are we going to learn any lessons about handling adversity and being able to fight through stuff? Now, losing to Michigan is garbanzo. Yeah, Michigan not good. stinks. They do. Juwan Howard's going to get fired. Like the whole, they, they stink. The other losses... They should have beat Nebraska. That was just a bad loss. Purdue's good. Last night stinks. But Jesse would be the same person back in 2015 when Frank Kaminsky wasn't playing and they went up to Piscataway and got beat by Rutgers, which was a Garbanzo team then, and said, oh, the season's over. I learned my lesson when it came to the Milwaukee Brewers losing three to the Oakland A's. Oh, good. Did it end up being a premonition that that team wasn't going to be good in the playoffs? Maybe. They lost but one they of their stud the pitchers the for the playoffs. Whatever. I'm just telling you. Lessons important. learned. These seasons are long, and there's ebbs and flows. The Wisconsin Badgers need to pick their blank up because right now they're not beating anybody. But I know what I've seen, and I know we can get to where they need to be to be a title contender. They're built the right way. They have what they need to get it done, and they will get it done, and they're going to be a really good postseason team. But Why were they we at the start of that sentence, and then they were they like the next eight times? Well, because they've lost three in a row. I mean, okay. They, they don't claim them when they're losing games. <laughs> so I kind of thought that was the case. No, I claim, I, you know, that's from a straight fan standpoint, just because football, obviously things are pretty close, blah, blah, blah. Basketball, I'm, there's some disconnect. I am a just jovial fan when it comes to Wisconsin hoops. It's the team I probably enjoy watching the Mm -hmm. most. Mm -hmm. That's why I go to the Fort Myers and watch us win. We are the best holiday. We win holiday championships. Hang the banners. Uh, And saving SMU players from major injury as they crash into the table. Uh, But Jesse also was talking NBA in his sports center and it led him to ask a question that now Tausch has been itching to try and answer on the air, much like his conversation with Greg Pancake Hill that he had while on hold this morning on 620 WTMJ that never made it to air but made it to our show. 
which I appreciated. Uh, Jesse, what's the question that you asked, Tausch? So the Bucks play the Timberwolves tonight. I already gave this one away. There are two teams in the Western Conference tied for the best record in the conference. The Minnesota Timberwolves are one of them. Looks to me like there's three, actually. Well. <laughs> Look at that. It changed last night. Look at this last night. Go figure. There are three teams tied with the best record in the West. The Timberwolves are one of them. Can you name either of the other two? Yeah, I'm going to say the Pelicans from New Orleans. Uh, they're the, they're right now the sixth seed at uh, 30 and right, 21. I'm going to say tied with the the mind. Los Angeles Clippers. They are four 34 and 16. They're right there. They're game back. Uh, the Timberwolves, uh, your guy, Jokic, and the Nuggets. What is this go off the Mississippi River? Is this go off the Mississippi? Like, why are the Timberwolves in the West and we're in the East? We're we're literally oh, Minnesota what, is more miles apart. Minnesota is more West than. Milwaukee. No, I understand. If they no, had to I draw a line that, somewhere, Jesse, don't be so condescending. Uh-oh. Is it the Mississippi River? Is the de- line of demarcation? Well, why, is it, isn't why, Memphis further? Yeah, why is Memphis uh, in the west than we are? Why is New Orleans in the west? Uh, these are questions I'm asking. The Bucks once were in the west, by the way. At some point, I'd like for you guys to give me answers to these questions <laughs> instead of just throwing it back to me. Like I don't need to ask my own questions. At, and at some point, we'd like to know when the questions are coming so we can help you. <laughs> Uh, the one that always used to bother me was the Detroit Red Wings used to be in the Western Conference in hockey. I was like, that's not even close to West. All right, All right nobody... so who's the third team? The Nuggets are the, the Nuggets are the champs. Yep. So you acted like it was going to be some no, shock. The Nuggets were the, the one Nuggets I did not the top know. Team. I Isn't did not know the Nuggets. The other is the Oklahoma. The, the Oklahoma City Thunder. No, he knew. Okay. Why? Why? Would, why were we doing me. this? <laughs> now knew? you're getting hives. Can we have some you're Yoki brought show. in here, please? Oklahoma yeah, City and Minnesota one two with Denver three yeah, all Oklahoma top City, three in the West. So Oklahoma City is a great example of you know not letting the cupboard go bare. They end up go. They trade all their stars. They get 150 picks. And now they're going to be one of those teams that are going to be in the mix. They're going to go get it. They still have all these picks, and they have a couple of stars. And for that mid-market, so for the days after Giannis, whenever that's going to be, the Milwaukee Bucks should look to the Thunder and say, how did they do it? Because at some point we're going to be in that position. And you know, we, we They as were down Bucks for quite station, a while, though. Not that long. A couple years. A couple years. Um, all right, so so uh, I'm going to follow the the plan for the show here because we've got the Badgers outsider coming up shortly, and I want I did want to ask you this because you're not going to be here tomorrow. You have uh, you are otherwise uh, indisposed. So whatever we're going to do to preview the Super Bowl, the big game, you will not be part of that. Now, I don't want to put your business out on the street. I don't know if you've got some uh, kids' sports that you've got going on this weekend or why you're not going to be on the program tomorrow. But will you be watching the Super Bowl wherever you may be? For sure. Okay. And so 
since we haven't really gotten your take, and I haven't heard nut whack in a while, give us your take on the Super Bowl since you won't be here to participate tomorrow. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was talking to Helms last night, and... Jesse Helms? I said, no, Helmute, my, one of the Academy brothers. Wes Helms? And Ed Helms, who, by the way, Ed Helms might be underrated. the most overrated... No, 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 overrated. What? He was, he was a horrible... That's a terrible TV character that he put out there. Tell me a more... Blase, like what did he ever bring to the table in the office? Well, Ed Helms, was, tell me thought, what he did. I thought it was pretty he good. He gets in the relieved hangover. of his duties by some gal that just says, "No, I'm saying from in a TV show. His movies are fine. He he wasn't the best character in those movies either, but he was probably the most blase, like blech, TV actor in a sitcom that was great. What did he ever bring to the table, movie wise or TV show wise? I mean, I don't know. I've never watched The Office. Can stream it on Peacock. Jesse, he, was a ter- he was a terrible TV character. Can we all agree? He was. What did he bring yeah. to the office that you're thinking? I couldn't have watched that show without Ed Helms. If you're doing power rankings of characters in the office, Ed Helms probably does not crack the top ten. No, he's dead. Li- he he's probably in the negative. Like if you get rid of him, I'm like, oh, that show's even better. Like, legitimately, that's how I feel about it. What did he ever bring to the show? He sang. He did some a cappella. What else did he do? Nothing. <laughs> and then they throw him in the main drag, like he's the main guy. That's when the show went downhill. They had to reboot it and put Schrute in there. I didn't tune hey. in every Tuesday night or Thursday night on NBC or whatever. Well, no, to I never see watched. That's another example of a show I didn't watch when it was on live. But you can't, I mean, you can't flip a streaming service on or a channel and not see an Office episode, ever. This is Ben Sosha's Super Bowl preview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your insights into 49 Chiefs. Y'all, this ain't on me. Don't you dare put this on me. I said I was talking to my brother, Helms, and next thing you know, you guys get me ranting about Ed Helms, who is probably one of the most nondescript, blah, TV characters in the history of major sitcom hits. Tell me a major sitcom that we can all agree on that had a more nondescript, blah, TV character than Ed Helms. Somebody tell me one. Can't do it. I didn't think so. I didn't think you could. Uh, Not a whack. Uh, uh, it, it, it. Honest to God, last night I told I was telling Craig, hey, I think I'm going to pick San Fran. And I said, I'm wondering if when I say that, if Jesse's going to nut whack me. And you did. But I'm still picking San Francisco. Good luck with that. Uh, tell us about prize picks without mentioning the big game. Yeah, I won't say anything about well, I could say big game. I can't say you know what. At Helms, sure. Uh, and I am going to be big time in on prize picks. They have a bunch of fun stuff going for the big game. And one of them, it is, again, I can't say anything, but it's I really like this 
projection. Like, I really like this projection. Patrick Mahomes, .5 passing yards. In the big game. .5. In this big game, you can combo project if you want to do that. I love doing that. You can look at Pacheco. You can look at McCaffrey. There's all kinds of fun little options, and you can project it, combo it up with basketball, or the WM. I am a big, you know golf. It's my favorite. It's my favorite sporting event to just go participate as a Coors Light drinker. It's WM. They have that going. How many strokes? Everything else. You got it all. Prize Picks has everything you could get for. And there's 7 million sports fans have already signed up. Join me. Watch your favorite players, and you can get paid doing it. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. Just download that app, the Prize Picks app, and use the promo code WI. Again, that's code WI on Prize Picks for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Uh, people with the last name of Helms, for those of you that were curious, we got Jesse Helms. Jesse Helms. We yep. got Ed Helms. And there is, in fact, a Johnny Helms. He was an American jazz trumpeter. So Johnny Helms would have made the list as well. Uh, I was laughing so hard, I was choking and crying. That was, that was is quality. Is there? But <laughs> Super Jesse, Bowl preview. But this, might be, this might be a fair <laughs> That was one of your better lines. This might be a fair question because I'm thinking Cheers. I'm thinking Seinfeld. I'm thinking, like, every Seinfeld's... A cameo actor, I think, had more of an impact on that show than Ed Helms did. I, I, I just believe that. Can you think of anybody? Can any of our fans think of anybody? Nondescript sitcom characters. What who did were Ed Helms play? Friends, no way. Every one of those Friends characters, for sure. What about the guy at the Helms. coffee shop? No, he did too. He had the crush on Rachel. He did all that. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm at a disadvantage here. I don't know enough about the office to speak how to have, his how lame. How have you not watched any of the office episodes? Like that's almost in, that, that's crazy town to not have any like, of those. By episodes. accident, you must have found a couple. Like you just of them. dumb into it. They're everywhere. Right, but I don't start watching a show that I've never watched before on episode number 102 or whatever it might be. Right? I, I feel like I have to commit myself to starting at the beginning. Don't you? Well, that's a dumb, that's a dumb attitude. No. Well, I started at the Seinfeld Chronicles when it first aired. That's what it was it called initially. Either. I know. It wasn't a great show then. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of great, someday he'll be in the Reedsburg Hall of Fame. It's not what Matt Gerlach said. Not today, but he will join us. The Badgers Outsider, presented by PDS. The Ed Helms of this show joins us next. It's Wilde and Tausch. The Badgers Outsider on Wilde and Tausch is brought to you by PDS. Providing IT solutions and transforming IT for area companies for over 30 years. Find what solutions they can offer you at pdsit.net. I never know what day he's on it. Yeah, he's kind of becoming big time where he's rescheduling himself all the time. He makes his own schedule. And, yeah. Uh, Jamaica. I don't know where he's always. He's always he's, on the road. 
Do you think PDS lets them do that? Yeah, well, that's the beautiful part about PDS. Been providing technology solutions and transforming IT for companies for over 30 years. And Derek is a great example of this. PDS is giving today's worker the true ability to work from anywhere. Jamaica, Florida, California, uh, Watoma, Algoma. Doesn't matter as they balance work and life. PDS wants to be your trusted partner in driving success with enterprise solutions, digital workplace platforms, and managed services that fit your needs. PDS Paragon Development Systems. Derek, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Coming to you live from Sunseeker Resort in Port Charlotte, Florida, on a non-stop train of learning about artificial intelligence. But for the next few minutes, hey, I'm going to bring you, you the real deal. Just wait a second. No, no, no. I... I can't. I need to learn. What are we? What is going on? How oh prevalent <laughs> is artificial intelligence going to be in our day-to-day lives in the next year? You're going to see applications of code that are written that is going to facilitate interactions with data that is going to change American culture. And it will happen quickly. I don't know if we'll, you'll notice it in 2024. It's happening. But by 2025, some examples we gave yesterday, if you're going through a complicated contract or a complicated paperwork, you'll be able to talk to that document to be able to get what you want. Uh, there's different flavors. There's stuff that kind of comes prepackaged, and then there's custom work in order to mine through data and basically answer questions and do things for you um, from very complex, it's 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 training models. You're training models with assumptions to give you output. And the dangerous part is, which should freak us all out, is if it's bad data, you can tell, and it's it's it is what it is, and you can dismiss it. The problem with AI, as I see it, is sometimes you're going to get data that's plausible. It's just, it's it's something you could support, but it's not correct. So you're telling me. Your next big contract with ESPN Wisconsin, you could go through it, and you're going to talk directly to the document and change it in real time based off of past contracts that have been written, the future. How, uh, that's where we're headed? You will have, you will have if, if Congress passes a bill and it's 600 pages long, or if you have an insurance policy that's hundreds of pages long and you want to know what the exclusions are, or you want to talk to it, you'll be able to ask it questions and you'll get an answer. So Could we ask document it? will talk to you. It's basically, guys, if you want to understand it at the base level, it's like being able to talk to a Derek Blakesley, but all the time. You'll ask it questions, uh, you'll no, get I'm answers, really and they may or may the not future. be accurate. They may or may not oh be accurate. And then Jesse Nelson's the fact checker. That means we're in big trouble. So, Derek, did you walk out of that conference freaked out? I'm still in the conference. I think what we we have to do as as a, a society overall, and this you know this moves beyond artificial intelligence. We have to trust, but we have to verify, uh, and we got to be careful with what we hear and what we listen to. And we've got to double check that before we espouse what we hear that 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 it's accurate. That ain't gonna happen. How's that gonna happen? <laughs> I think there's negative. Con- there's ne- know negative consequences. Well, then I think we can we can we can draw some similarities to AI and the Wisconsin basketball team. 
Sometimes oh boy, you're scared of what the future might hold, but but if the energy is harnessed correctly, <laughs> we might have some success with it to make positive changes in our lives. All right, uh, this is this has been quite a day. Uh, did you watch The Office while it was at its uh, peak of popularity? And what did you think of Ed Holmes's character? I have encyclopedic knowledge of The Office because I ask an AI bot and it tells me what I need to know. No, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the show. Ed Helms, I think he was there. I listened to the show before I came on. He he laid a little foundation for some of Jim's stuff, especially when uh, Jim went over to the other office. Yeah, like when they when they did the shots and stuff when they were doing inventory. Um, he kind of he got some of the other people out of their comfort zone. He wasn't my least favorite. I didn't think the Nelly character was great, and I didn't like Pete. Pete was trying to cause problems in well, the overall are, romance. Yeah, they're there for a year or two. Let me ask you this before we get to Badger talk, because I can see Jason is, like, scratching. He's going to have claw marks this on is, his neck. This has been difficult. Uh, if Ed Helms never came over in that merge, does the show is the show better or worse? I don't think Ed Helms made a big difference. Exactly. He, he added, and they're there was pumping a few him arcs. up as the president of the company. Like, what are they doing? They're jamming them no, down it, our throats. And we and didn't to, you know it. what? To your point, to your point, Tausch, and I am with you here, the most effective role he played on the show is when he went on that sailing trip across the world he wasn't even ever on. That's no, when he was the biggest yeah, part of the arc. Couldn't well, agree with you more. All right, Jason. Jason's getting nervous. I can see he's just he's ripping his face off with his fingernails. I'm not nose. ripping my face off. I'm just trying to... At least, I know we entertain our fans. Uh, occasionally, we we get on kind of a snowball rolling downhill, and it and it gathers all these different topics. I mean, Ed Helms and his contributions to the office was not on the bingo card today. Yeah, um, you know what? You you remind me of Toby Flenderson. You're a regular Toby Flenderson right now, just a wet blanket. I have no really idea who that is, but I did not take that as a compliment. Actually, that's a, that's a really good, yeah. Thank you, Toby. That's a really good one. Kaush and I are teaming up. Okay. Hey, Toby, Toby, do you have any questions for me? Are they HR-related? And is there anything about policy or the Wisconsin Badgers I can help you with? Uh, no, we're going to play a round of Did You Hear This, the Luke Fickle edition, with the Badgers Outsider who is at a conference, so I'm guessing he didn't hear any of this. Taush, you wanted to jump in there? I did, because before we get to that, I do want to know, because we're going to take a break. I am not discouraged by the basketball team. I'm not as discouraged. Jesse is writing them off. Jason's kind of, oh, I don't know. I I think it's a bump in the road. I love the makeup of the team. I think we're built for March. And I think we're going to be fine, but we're in a little bit of a swale, and I think we're going to come out of it fine. What say you, B.O.? Two things um, spring, spring to mind. The B.O. is heavy today. Um, we are not getting bench contributions. You look at the stats in the last three games, uh, Blackwell's production is way down. Uh, obviously, Asijin has made a couple shots, but not producing. And if you look at the second problem, uh, and, you know, Bo never got nervous about this, which is the first thing that came to mind when I looked at the numbers. Uh, the last three games were 46%, 41%, 42% from the field. Uh, not a lot of assists, and we're not making our shots. Uh, in that Purdue game, we're 15% from three. Here's the thing. That can turn quickly. 
Uh, and I think it will turn when we start to move the ball and we, we're doing a lot of heat checking and we're starting to, it feels very, very Orlando Tucker at times. It feels very, um, very much like Jackson back in the day. Uh, any other player we had where we stand around and watch the guy that's going to be our leading scorer shoot instead of moving. We've got to move the ball. Our movement off the ball has got to get better. I don't expect us to be below 50% um, and continue to get out-rebounded in, in, in the games moving forward. So I'm not nervous. The shots are going to start to drop. But last year I had my rant about the Badgers in February where I wasn't feeling good. And I started to feel those, and I thought through them a little bit. Uh, but, you know, if you look at the bench, we got to get contributions and we got to wake Steve up. Trent Jackson? Was that a Trent Jackson reference? No, no. Uh, no, not Trent. That, geez, that goes way back. That's the Steve Yoder era. Um, Danny Jones. Is. Tim Locum. Yotes. Kurt Portman. Brian Good. Kurt Portman, exactly. Portman. Oh, oh, I, we would oh, never we would not be out we would not be getting out rebounded right now if we had Patrick Tompkins and Kurt Portman in the middle. I can tell you that. All Hall of Famers <laughs> at their high schools, been, I would think. Tompkins could have been an yeah. offensive lineman. That's a strong I mean, that's a big strong I, I think about this team and I say to myself, if we had Darren Schubring right now, the missing <laughs> that would be the missing piece. Shoes. But we don't. I love so we're, we're moving on. All right. <clears throat> that 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 may have been my favorite part of the show so far, right there. <laughs> Early 90s, late 80s Badger basketball players. We will play Did You Hear This? The Luke Fickle edition with the Badgers Outsider, heretofore to be acknowledged as B.O. Next, it's Wilde and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. NBA trade deadline is heating up. No news yet on any Bucks moves, in case you're tuning in for Bucks talk on our program. Are we going to be all right if they get rid of Connaughton and Bobby today? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment if Bobby gets moved uh, among the fan base and from Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, good dude. Um It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, for those of you that are NBA fans, Gordon Hayward uh, to Oklahoma City from the Hornets. Uh, the Knicks. First place Oklahoma City. Our trade, Yes, we learned that earlier in the show. Um, I'm not going to give any more of these updates. You don't care. What we do care about is that the great Badgers outsider is here to play a little Did You Hear This? The Luke Fickle edition. And our conversation with Luke Fickle, apparently... Uh, getting some run on ESPN.com, including video, which if I'd have known that some of our video is going to end up on ESPN.com, I might shower more often before shows. Hmm. Well, good thing is we don't think, we don't break a ton of news, so you don't have to worry about it. B.O., so to speak. Might be, uh, might be just some good gentle advice for you anyway. 
Jason. No, I, I work out before the show. I don't play pickleball. I, I get a workout in, I do the show, then I shower. Because otherwise you put the headphones on, it messes up your hair anyway. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's All I got right. a system. Let's do a little Did You Hear This with the B.O. Badgers outside of Derek Blakesley. Consider it the radio version of a conversation at the water cooler. It's time for Did You Hear This on Willie and Tausch. Luke Fickle appeared yesterday. A lot of interesting things said, including the clip that can be found at the top of the article from Pete Thamel at ESPN.com. Mike Vrabel may be coming to town to help out with the Badgers. We're going to have some a visitor here that's going to you know, spend a little bit of time, hopefully, around us. Um, you know, starting, you know, coming in the spring and some things like that. See how, how much, uh, how deep we can get involved with you know, my buddy, and, and getting him around here. Uh, this was in reference to Vrabel because Tausch asked him about being too manly to be able to get a job anywhere else. It was a great question. Else. It was a great question. Derek, what do you think of Mike Vrabel getting involved with the Badgers program a little bit this spring? Oh, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to mention that when you're out on the uh, out on the recruiting trail either. Um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of respect in the league. What, what, I, what I like a lot, a lot about it is, you know, I think they're really good friends, obviously. Um, with the coaching staffs moving uh, the way they do every year now, um, it seems like the cohesion between a head coach and a guy working um, with the, maybe the defensive side of the ball here and getting that honest feedback and, and just knowing the modus operandi with each other is really good, really good news. Um, so, yeah, we'll obviously take it, and if it leads to something more, I'm not saying that it will. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't asked to be part of the question and answer with Coach yesterday, um, but I think it's a positive step. Aren't you at a conference learning stuff about your job? I would have flown home, Jason. I mean, I, I'm surprised we have enough material from Fickle to play this game after you asked the question for a minute and 38 seconds. Hey, wow, don't be right. coming after me, man. I'm, I'm one like of your this, few I allies. Like this oh, snap. Hey, this is some good BO today. He came after Tausch. I mean, I, I wanted to stick up for Tausch. When, when, when Fick started talking about the only geographical markers that Tausch has used to get around in places is to understand where the restaurants are, I was like, oh, that's a low blow, Norm. But it, now, in fairness, that is uh, how I kind of do. As I've told yeah. you many times on trips, food is a food part of make a good or break. Yeah. Make it or break. That's, yeah. that's, that's How's the food down I, there at Port Charlotte, breath. Derek? How's the food oh, down at Port Charlotte? We had a spread last night. You you know you get the lobster mac and cheese and some crab claws and prime rib. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, it's 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 been a great spot. A little bit chilly, but all right. On to the next thing. Did you Let's hear go. this? Uh, wait a minute. I just want to clarify. Port Charlotte isn't that where. Badgers legendary kicker John Hall is from. That's right. right Have you seen him around town? Um, he he put a call in, but I told him I was busy with uh, AI uh, sessions and wasn't able to meet up. Okay. Hmm. Wouldn't he been your teammate, Tausch? Yeah. No, John was a bit, one of the strongest legged kickers. Yeah. But I don't what, know. I knew he was a Florida guy. I didn't know well, one of the. I don't. I things stick with you. I don't understand why all the time, so but I all. I always yeah, knew he was from Port Charlotte. It's just weird, well, there and you that's go. where hey, B.O. Hey, hey, is Tausch. today. Tausch, so so yes, people buddy. know out there, uh, Matt Davenport is one of, is probably Tausch's best friend. So would there be a jealousy factor if Dav found out that you were in regular communication behind his back with John Hall talking about like 
anything kicking related? Because like, that's like his space, or would he be okay with that? Oh, uh, he'd be fine with it, yeah. That's good. I he'd just don't want any good. dissension. I, I don't want your social I life understand. going and I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Is Dad your best friend? Who's your best friend? bold to tell somebody else who their best friend is. Yeah, that is a bold thing. But if I was to tier friends, I don't tier them. He'd be tier Uh, one. Matt would definitely be 100% tier one, yes. Jason Eck? He'd be tier one. Why is he's a tier one guy? Yeah, from a college football standpoint, those are my tier one guys for sure. And there's maybe some others that I'm forgetting. but Brian Blaga? Cliffy? Marco? Where do you tear your other friends? Did you hear this? This is Badgers, not Packers, so let's move on. This clip's a little bit longer, but it's Luke Fickle talking about the state of NIL when Jason asked about him, and I thought this was a great answer, which uh, some have aggregated, not to the extent of the Vrabel news, but this was aggregated a little bit yesterday as well. Seems significant. People like to say now that the kids are getting a cut. You know what? I, I really don't know that that's the truth. I think that maybe the top 10%, the top 5% are are getting something that maybe, you know, is, is, you know, can be, you know, not say life-changing, but at least can be the difference maker. Um, what I don't think it, you know, what I still enjoy about the college ranks is keeping a little bit of a utopia where everybody, you know, as they grow, um, is getting something. I know they are. They, they're getting a scholarship and things like that. But that's where I think that, you know, we can do a better job as we move forward with this thing is trying to find some structure where, you know, some way, somehow, everybody, you know, is somewhat taken care of. Derek, what do you think when you hear Luke Fickle say that he doesn't want just the top, top 10% of the team getting NIL contributions, wants it for everybody? Yeah, I, I think the tell, the tell on this one, as I listened to a little bit yesterday, was when you start stacking on the you knows, that's when you're trying to craft an answer, right? There's, there's definitely pressure there. That's what you and usually do. I don't, I don't, I never misspeak as such. I always listen to the, the, the playback. Um, you know, I, I think he, I think he, he feels the pressure. I don't know how he's supposed to answer that question, but the reality is, the court cases. The NCAA is going to continue to lose, and the athletes are going to be able to unionize. And so that top 10%, that's going to start to file down the ranks. And, man, that, that is the, ultimately the challenge is how do you afford that? Because the, the scholarship and the stipends, I don't think that's going to be enough. Uh, so as this unfolds, there's some risk there, and I think that the landscape is changing. I kind of disagree with Coach there. I think he's trying to polish that up a little bit. Um, but there's... What he's trying to say is that not everybody's getting paid here, but I think that might change. So that's a fascinating college sports topic for everybody should you know pay attention to over the coming months. So, Derek, here's how I interpreted that. I look at it completely opposite of what you just said. Of course you do. I think that in, in this world, I think coaches want it to be every player is getting this. Cost, Cost certainty. certainty. Uh, that's what he's wanting. And I think eventually that's what we're going to get. And also, as collegiate athletes, I think the idea of we're going to, we're not going to have it tiered off where quarterbacks making thirty million and a reserve lineman's making this. It's more this is a team. Everybody's getting this. I know Alabama can't offer more than this. So I think he's looking at the sand. All I care about is, and you saw Jim Harbaugh say this before he left, if that TV revenue is coming in. 
players should get a little piece of that pie mm-hmm. and uh, enough pie that they're that everybody can eat. Uh, that's more along the lines of what I think Luke Fickle was saying. They're not. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. It's college coaches want to know that these are going to be your players moving forward, and this is what it's going to cost yes. your program to get it to be that way. Oh, I, I agree with you guys in theory. You know, but that, that if you set a baseline, right? If you set the baseline, then they'll be under the table paying again. Under the table, before. you're Jason. You are on the same. Now we always basically just did a reset, that, though, Derek. There's always because well, be and that. I know I. I remember one time, Talish, I had asked you about the money and, and why top players don't just take a haircut so better teams can be built and all this other stuff. So then you kind of talked about the players' union and how that's just not the attitude of competitive professional athletes. They want their bag as much as they can get. So that attitude isn't yep. just going to not exist because there's a court ruling. So, yeah, there's going to be the under-the-table stuff, and then it, it, it's going to just be... I don't know. We've talked about this a lot. It's frustrating because every avenue you go down leads to undesirable consequences and outcomes. So, yeah, and yeah, the whole I think idea it, of unionizing, the idea of unionizing, careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish for. That's all I'm going to say. Did you hear this? Tax implications. All of this other stuff that employee, eh, eh, it's a... It's a slope that I think players and everybody think is a great idea, and maybe it is, but just understand that it's not. You got things, there's a lot of stuff that's really good. We got to solidify it. The idea of unionization for that part of it, uh, make sure you know what the hell you're doing. That's all I'd say. Because there's a lot bah, 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 that's going to be an issue. Jesse, you got one more? I know you wanted to pull the plug, but I never nah, want to get rid of Derek. I, I do have this one here. This is uh, Fickle was asked about. I think Tausch was the one who asked him about the schedule coming up this year. Hmm, I don't know, Jim. I know we've got Alabama. I'm not sure if it's game two or three. Don't even need to tell me. I think we've got SC and Oregon. I, I, honest to goodness, I have not looked, um, to be honest. And, and, and for me, because... You know it's going to the, the the Big Ten has changed, and you know it's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher, and so that's exciting, but it doesn't change the way that which we have to prepare. You tell me, Fickle doesn't know when Alabama's coming. Yeah, Derek. My favorite part is he, like, he he preemptively told us not to tell him, because then he wouldn't be able to say that anymore. Well, you know what? Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Coach. Yeah. Uh, oh, September fourteenth. week. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, who's, who's who's coming in this week, guys? Surprise me! Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think if, that's a you know the again this is the attitude of the coach. You know, one game at a time. You know, one and all philosophy. If you don't think that they're in the living rooms and in the weight room to the talking to the current team and gearing up for Bama coming up here, I mean that. I have a tough time buying that. I think they've got everything pretty much laid out. I mean, you'd have to think about all the advanced scouting and all the other things that we're going to the meetings are having. But just the attitude that, and he's and what he. So I kind of think that's a little bit of fluff. But where I, I think he's right is now we need to readjust the way we think about our season because there's going to be a lot more games that are going to be difficult. We're going to need more depth. I think they're going to be more physical and some injuries and there's implications uh, to every game. Whereas Especially if you play in the SEC, only about half the games are against anybody that's going to be able to come close to beating you. And that changes the way you approach the season. So he knows what's going on with the season, but it's a good point to say things are changing. Like if you want to call it in air quotes, the conference, 
you know, the Big Ten's got 18 teams. Yeah, there's going to be marquee matchups and more of them, which is exciting. Um, but we have to prepare for that. And it's going to be more exciting on the regular for appointment watching TV is the goal. Uh, for Coach Fickle, who I know is an avid listener to the show, you open the season August 31st at home against Western Michigan, uh, followed by South Dakota. But it's, it's not the Jackrabbits. It's South Dakota, no, it's not. not South yeah, Dakota the other State. Ones. I don't even know what they're yeah. called. Uh, they've got a paw, it would appear, as their logo on UWBadgers.com. Then Alabama at home on September 14th, a week off. And then at USC to open, air quotes, Big Ten play uh, on September 28th in Los Angeles. All right, Derek, I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Port Charlotte. Good luck with your B.O. Enjoy the conference, and we always enjoy spending time with you, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Everybody be patient with the Badgers. We're going to be fine. Relax. Thanks, Yeah, Jesse. Hear that, Jesse? Yeah, I heard him. Um, You're not, though. Michigan's the worst team in the Big Ten. They looked bad last night. It was not a great night. I would agree. Uh, Kind of game you wish was on Peacock. Uh, Tough to go to Piscataway early on a Saturday. Uh, by the way, uh, Oregon at Camp Randall on November 16th, for those of you that are curious about the Badgers. We'll see you schedule. there. Can't wait. Uh, all right. We thank the Badgers outsider. We're way behind schedule, but it was fun to catch up with him while he's on his at his conference presented by PDS Paragon Development Systems. Tausch, tell us a little more about one of your other favorites, Coors Light, real quickly. Oh, I bet Derek down there in warm Port Charlotte's having a Coors Light. You got the big game coming up. There'll be some Coors Light strength. And it's brewed with a three step cold process, cold lager, cold filter, and it's cold packaged, so it is made to chill. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. In 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. That's why it is Coors Light in my hand when I need a moment to chill. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company. A golden Colorado. I want to ask Tausch about that answer from Fickle about the schedule. I'll do that next. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. I know we've got Alabama. I'm not sure if it's game two or three. Don't even need to tell me. I think we've got SC and Oregon. Honestly, goodness, I have not looked, um, to be honest. And, and, And for me, because... You know it's going to the, the, the Big Ten has changed, and you know it's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher, and so that's exciting, but it doesn't change the way that which we have to prepare. Uh, so I get it, and I believe him. I think he probably does know that the schedule and who they have before they play Alabama. But the point is, is that you're not thinking about Alabama before you're thinking about Western Michigan and South Dakota. I am curious, though, Tausch. So you've got Alabama on the schedule. You've got Oregon and USC as your two new Big Ten teams coming in. Um, If you are a Badgers fan, which you are, along with being the analyst on the Badgers radio network, I got to say, if you don't like uh, South Dakota coming in or Cupcake U, which obviously there was a time in college football where that was prevalent those first three games before the Big Ten schedule started. This is a win for fans. Like Now, there's a chance your team's going to lose games that they 
face better competition, but you're you're a heck of a lot more excited than when uh, Eastern Michigan and T.J. Lang come into town as opposed to when Oregon's coming into town. There is a better quality for the fans, right? There's no denying that. No, I don't think anybody could argue that, and I think that's the tricky part moving forward into this whatever this new thing is going to look like. It's going to be a heck of a lot more competitive, and I think right. fans are going to love it. But Until you don't win enough games. You see a Jeff Halfley coming over to the Green Bay Packers. First Packers reference, and we're two and a half hours into this show. How's that? But that's why you start seeing some of these coaches that are head coaches at the you're, – you're not going to be able to keep up. If you're not growing, getting better and better, you're going to drop off quickly. You're not getting – three, four wins against teams that you shouldn't even really be playing. Those days are going to be over. It's going to be every game. It's going to be the NFL. And you're going to see franchises like the Green Bay Packers, like the Kansas City Chiefs, these teams that are always in the mix. And you're also going to see teams that aren't in the mix. And it's good. the good organizations will figure it out, and the other ones will complain about it. And I think that's where you're looking. And right now you have to figure out which one of those you're going to be. Because that college football is going to look much more NFL-ish into the near future. Maybe not right now, but very soon. And you hope that your team is going to be one of those well-run operations and not be Chicago Bears-esque, if you will. Uh, thanks to Jackrabbit Mama, who passes on along the talking text line that University of South Dakota are the Coyotes. Which theoretically would eat jackrabbits, right? For sure. Hmm. Not recently. And then would it be if, if Jackrabbit Mama had a son or daughter that went to South Dakota, would she then change her name to Yodi Mama? Jackrabbit Coyote. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All I do know is that the Badgers play South Dakota, not South Dakota State, this fall. And I also know I'm on Gruber-Law.com right now. Gruber Law is one call. That's all. They've got their list of community partners. Milwaukee Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks, Wisconsin Badgers, Marquette Golden Eagles, the MAC Fund, Summerfest, the Milwaukee Panthers, the Susan G. Komen Race for the Cure. They're so involved in our communities. And not only that, they're also there when you need that legal advice when you've suffered an injury. So go to gruber-law.com to find out more. You can find out what their clients have to say about them. You can find out all the different legal services they perform. You can find out more about their lawyers that are there. You can find out more about David's history. But most importantly, you'll find out that if you need their help, it's one call, that's all. 414-276-6666. Six six. More discussion of Ed Helms' character on The Office. How people get the nickname of Pancake. Uh, what else am I missing so far? Uh, enchiladas. Is, is enchilada, gnocchi enchiladas for lunch. Lord knows where we're headed next. The 11 o'clock hour starts in two minutes. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Another hour of Wilby and Tausch, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, is coming up next on ESPN Wisconsin, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.